0: With AI though, when you can start to process all these different data points and use the learnings of jobs that go really well and apply that to the next new job, even though it's gonna be unique, it's gonna find ways to save time and save money because it's learning from the past.
1: Hello innovators, I'm Todd Wyant and welcome to the Bridge the Gap podcast presented by Applied Software Great Tech Group. You're invited to join our conversation to model the future of construction innovation and the digital transformation adventure of this great industry. My guest today is Patrick Murphy. He's a former Congressman and serves as the CEO and founder of Toggle.ai, which has won first place at the 2022 Emerge America's Global Startup Showcase and the Big Fives 2022 Startup City Global Pitch Competition. Additionally, he serves as the Executive Vice President of Coastal Construction, the largest GC in Florida. Welcome to the show, Patrick. Thanks for having me,
0: Todd. Great to be with you.
1: Yeah, looking forward to it. So I always like to get kind of people's background uh, coming in to start the conversation. So how did you get into the construction industry and how does a, a former congressman turn construction <laughs> startup founder?
0: Yeah, it's so random, right? Like how did that <laughs> even happen? Uh, good question. So. Um, Raised in a family business, uh, coastal construction. My my dad actually dropped out of college when he was uh, 19 years old. Uh, His high school sweetheart got pregnant, so he had to make some money. So he started uh, rebuilding his frat house that he lived in, the Pike House, and uh, made a couple bucks. He thought he was like the richest guy in the world, and then started a construction company. and never looked back. So There you Uh, go. (laughs) His dad was a painter, and before that, in construction. So we have sort of, I guess, many generations in construction. So... Um, that's what I drew up in and, and you know digging holes, pouring concrete, starting you know in, in the, in, at the bottom, I uh, worked in all aspects of, of the industry. And um, I uh, went to college, University of Miami, got my CPA license, uh, worked at Deloitte for a few years. And then uh, 2010 was the BP oil spill. so I actually started a little environmental cleanup company. And that sort of opened my eyes to government, started paying attention a bit more what was happening in my business life, personal life, et cetera and uh, was sort of, um, I guess, frustrated about it and voicing my opinions to my friends. And and one of them in particular said, who the hell are you to complain? You know, do something about it. So I said, all right. So anyway, I ran for Congress in uh, 2012 and what turned out to be the most expensive congressional race in history, uh, like $30 million something ridiculous uh, was spent in that race and ended up winning and um, served two terms in Congress, great experience. I won't bore you or the listeners with that, but um, I was the youngest member of Congress at the time. So I spent a lot of time thinking about the future of work and the sharing economy and AI and, and really thinking about it from a legislative standpoint of what our government should be doing to prepare for the jobs of the future. Right. Knowing that we're going through this, you know, depending on how you look at it, fourth industrial revolution and in the, in the middle of a big change, let's be ready for it. So I spent a lot of time in that space. Fast forward a little bit, I rejoined the family business in construction, been gone like 12 years and nothing had changed. Right. And, and I'm, I'm looking at saying, holy cow, you were blessed to be in a great market in Florida. Things are busy, but still really skinny margins in the, in the construction business. So started really going through our financials and was reminded that the estimating department was still the biggest piece of overhead in our company. And uh, the process of takeoffs was still consuming around 60% of that pre-construction budget. And you know, I used to do takeoffs of my grandfather with a scale ruler, you know, and and, and a roller and printed plans. And uh, not a lot's changed in 25 years in the industry. So had an idea to use artificial intelligence to automate the square foot analysis and that quantity surveying process. Found out no one else was doing it, said holy cow, this is great. The whole world, no matter how big or small of a construction company you are, you have to do a takeoff, right? That's a starting place for everything. Why not use AI for it? So anyway, put together a team, uh, trained models, aggregated data, uh, literally 25 like, architects and engineers trained and labeled our data in a very consistent manner for years um, in order to give us the accuracy um, that it now exceeds a human and does what a human does in a week or two or whatever in a matter of seconds with greater accuracy. So. You basically upload your plans, click a button, and you get all your takeoffs, right? That's sort of the impetus and and the thesis of the business. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's sort of grown from there. Happy to get into a little bit, but that's sort of the the short progression of how we got here. And a little side note is the name Togale, Togal.ai, the full word means builder. In the Irish language Gaelic, and my name's Patrick Aaron Murphy, so I'm a little Irish. So. <laughs> so. I like it. That's
1: a fun fact. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Uh, well, before we dive into all things AI, I- I'd love to kind of uh, dig in a-, a little bit to the kind of the, the cross section between your your pol- political uh, life and the the startup life. Uh, what kind of similarities have have you noticed, and maybe did life in in politics of that help kind of set you up? for kind of greater success,
0: do you think, for the startup world? Yeah, Todd, great great question. There's a surprising amount of similarities between startups and politics that I never would have appreciated uh, before. So, you know, when you're running for office or you are starting a business, you've got an idea, right? There's something you're passionate about. There's an idea. There's something you're going to change. And in order to get to accomplish that change, you need to get a team of people behind you. In order to pay for that team or, you know, get volunteers, you've got to raise money. So you're either getting investors for a company or donors for a campaign. But either way, you're out meeting people, sort of pitching them on this idea, Mm -hmm. right? And you're you're developing the idea, you're developing the company with an election coming up or a go-to-market event, right? However long that is, a year, six months, two years, whatever it is, and you're preparing for that moment. And I look at like a beta launch, like a soft launch for a company, kind of like the primary where you get to get your message out and you get to test it a little bit and you get to see how it goes. And you don't really know, like you had a few users, maybe you did a poll right, or the equivalent in politics and you have a sense, but you're not really sure to go to market. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, you, go, you win that primary, you know, your market has the soft launch. And now you got a sprint because now you got a real launch and it's go time. And now mm-hmm. you've got expectations on you to either win that election in one case or <laughs> go start making money for your investors uh and, and your team. Um so we're really interesting there. I, I I guess I got used to getting told no a lot in politics when you're political, you know, doing political fundraising. You just it's just numbers, right? You're just calling people nonstop, you're raising money, you're doing events same thing in, in business right not everyone's going to agree with your idea and everyone's going to get it and everyone's going to have the money at that time or whatever the reason is so it's okay right no hard feelings just go on to the next uh, and, and you're going to have some some great friends and supporters and, and maybe other businesses that really do believe in what you're saying and believe in the team uh and, and we were blessed to have that um in in, in and uh, you know, proud to have some really you know cool investors that are very passionate about this business. So yeah, it's funny, kind of overlaps there. Uh, I could keep going, but I, I will uh, don't want to bore the listeners too bad with the <laughs> analogy here.
1: Yeah, no, I think it's re- it's really interesting. It's the the tenacity angle yeah. <laughs> that you need for both to just kind of keep charging forward, believe in your idea, and, and keep going forward. Find your yeah. your group that is, is supportive of you.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, even in politics, you might have something that you really care about, but the voters don't care about, you know, for whatever reason, it's just not what they're into. So it doesn't mean you change your message. You just, you you talk more about what the, the voters want to hear about, because that's what's topical. Maybe that's what's in the news right now. Mm-hmm. The same thing in business. You might have this really cool idea in something. I mean, I could even, I could give some examples in our AI kind, Togo, that we thought was going to be the end all be all. And it didn't quite resonate the way we thought, but a, a revision, a modified version of that, you know, a sort of 2.0, all of a sudden is what clicks. And sure. then that's what you lean in on. So just being adaptable, you know, kind of, you know, believing in something, but also being able to go with the flow and don't, don't swim upstream too long. <laughs> mm,
1: yeah, I like it. Uh, so let's start kind of digging into the the world of AI. Yeah. What's kind of level set the, the playing field? What's the, the state of AI right now in, in construction? How is it currently influencing the industry?
0: Uh, great question. Um, I- exciting time, right? I mean, gen- generally speaking, uh, you know, if you study AI, it's been around for decades and all that. But for this conversation, and everyone that I know and talk to, it's new, right? Mm. Where you're into it, right? The way I look at it, GPT was really uh, what kind of made it mainstream. I look at 2023 is kind of the year that AI kind of, you know, took hold. Mm-hmm. And it's still the early days. And what's happened just from that first GPT that came out till now with multimodal models, whereas when it first launched, uh, GPT was, was, was shocking people because what it could do with language and search and writing text and all that. It's now editing pictures and turning them into small movies and small clips. Right. That's in one year. What's another year? What's another 10 years going to be? Right. I mean, sky is, is really the limit big picture and and how it's going to change all industries and entire economies are going to be flipped on their head. Generally speaking, and we could do a whole segment on this, I believe AI will lead to more productivity in our economies. Uh, It will raise GDP. Uh, There will be some pain along the way. There will be jobs that are, are dislocated but it will provide opportunities for more people to be in better paying, higher quality jobs that they want to be in, where they are actually providing, I believe more value to society, where they are being more creative, using their brains for more creative things than just sort of monotonous tasks. Mm -hmm. Uh, So again, we could go deeper into that, uh, but specifically with construction, I believe AI will have as big of an impact on construction as really any other tech and, and, and arguably more than any other tech to date. And there's a lot of reasons why I believe construction is slow to adopt, right? We've all seen the studies how productivity hasn't increased in construction in 50 years and we're so behind and, you know, blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of detail and there's a lot of nuance in construction. And unless you're in it, you do not appreciate what goes into building a building or building a condo or a stadium or anything else. And everything that's built is basically one of a kind, right? Right. And so every time you go build it, right, you got a new engineer and architect and new materials and, and, and new assemblies and probably a new municipal government that's got to approve it and, and new you know, folks on site building it. So there's tremendous learning. There's a tremendous amount of data. It was never affordable or really possible pre AI, pre sort of the GPT era to analyze, interpret, understand all of that diverse information and come up with some sort of of an answer, a result or a conclusion that the user uh, could do something with. But now with with AI, it's the possible. So uh, we are starting at such a low sort of baseline, I believe in uh, construction tech that where we're gonna be in five years, that growth or 10 years will be more than most industries because the baseline is so low. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think it's going to affect our industry more because of that that baseline number um i always try to break it up into four sort of buckets that that i think uh it's really going to affect our our industry specifically um happy to get into that if if you'd like
1: the industry is struggling with a communication problem and a lack of interoperability this is causing 25 percent of data being recreated and almost 300 billion dollars lost due to bad communication RayTech Group believes that is a problem, so they created Data Connect, an easy-to-use no-code platform that connects critical ERP systems with cost management to form a single source of truth to empower better communication, decision-making, and project efficiency, delivering the ultimate business outcome of being on-time and on-budget. Visit asti.com slash to start saving time and money. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Before we we dive into that, you know, let's kind of uh, address maybe the the elephant in the room when we talk AI too. Yeah, there's there's people in the industry that are apprehensive about integrating AI into their operations. Yep. Why do you think this fear exists, and how how can we address it?
0: It's normal, Todd. You know, it's, this is nothing new. Uh, you can read uh, old New York Times articles when. Uh, You know, the printing press was was coming around, you know, old publications. uh, I think The New York Times actually literally did do something on um, on on, on sort of the cars displacing horse and buggy and and protests that were happening in the streets uh, with, you know, the horse operators because they were losing their jobs and and street sweepers and what was going to happen. We, we got through it, right? So society survived and thrived, quite frankly, right? Thanks to the automobile. Uh, you could go through it with, with ATMs, right? And, and, and uh, the tellers were up in arms that they were gonna lose their jobs. No, they're, they're doing higher value things now, right? With computers, uh, people can get so much more done. So every time there's a, a really big breakthrough, uh, people get scared, it's, it's human nature. We come out on the other side stronger, I believe. This one you could argue is, is bigger and different because this is the first time that AI can truly think for a human and make decisions. Whereas everything else in the past was being dr- sort of driven by the human. Right? People compare AI to nuclear weapons. The nuclear weapons respond to a human command. AI can operate on its own, right? And in five or ten years, it'll really be able to operate on its own. That's the that's the big difference, I think, with this one. But again. Humans are, are, are uh, sort of um, coding how they are going to think the data they are receiving to train themselves on for now is still being controlled by humans. Mm-hmm. The next few years are critical in making sure uh, governments and, 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 and I would say global governments are coalescing around a sort of ethical code, a, a constitution around, around how this is deployed and what it's used for. Uh doesn't mean everyone, you know, is a good actor, but generally speaking, uh, the good actors will prevail, I believe, and, and the strongest code will be in uh, governments that do abide by these rules.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so how is Toggle, uh really kind of trying to harness all this power and, and leverage tools like ChatGPT to to interact with the construction plans?
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Again, in, in construction, there's not a lot of data to rely on. We, we, we had to start from scratch. Uh, there's many other industries uh, that are deploying AI that have a, a database to go to. And what we're doing is we are basically taking that, that human understanding of being able to look at a set of plans and determine what a bathroom is, a hallway, a balcony, a one-hour fire rated wall, two-hour fire rated wall, the difference in a tub and a sink and a shower, right? A human can inherently look at that and, and get it. And that's the same thing for artificial intelligence you just have to train it as you would a child looking at a set of plans for the first time mm-hmm. and how do you do that you do that with a lot of data so uh, what we had to do as, as i mentioned is aggregate hundreds of thousands of plans hire architects and engineers to label every single thing that's on a set of plans run it through our algorithm so they could then start to learn and then you you, you rerun them you retrain them you tweak the algorithm so again, like a child, you are are teaching them and you're throwing new information at them. Then it's like a flywheel. Once it's up and running and now that we have users inputting their own information, just like a child grows up and starts doing things on their own, they're learning really fast. Um, Same thing for AI. Hundreds of thousands of plans now in in our database uh, that we have now trained on. So that's sort of the the, the crux of what what we are doing uh, for our models. Now, what we've also been able to do is link up with GPT, link up with OpenAI, and they have a um, uh, they have a, for lack of a better word, a, like a, a portal you can you can link up with, and that now enables our users to upload all of their information, all of their documents, their plans, their spec books, their RFIs, their spreadsheets, budgets, schedules, you name it, upload it all on our on our website to. Uh, to our Toggle um, uh, sort of combined platform with GPT, and then ask it any question, right? Just in natural language, like you and I are talking, Todd, you just ask it a question and you will get a response. So if you're on a job site and you're curious and you're, you're running around and someone forgot to caulk the windows on the 11th floor, instead of going to the project engineer or going to the attorney and going to the scope and trying to figure out what sub uh, messed up or who, you know, whose scope that was in even, you just ask GPT right there in the spot. Who's responsible for the caulking on the 11th floor in you know, a window? And you get an answer, right? Because all of your data was already uploaded. Mm-hmm. What's the what's the appliance package in the penthouse, right? You know, whatever the question is, you get it at your fingertips. So this is just the beginning, I believe, of the use cases with a GPT and similar type large language models. That back to what I said a, a couple minutes ago, being able to interpret and analyze the sheer amount of information that are in construction plans and all sorts of different formats turn into something that's digestible and get an answer on the spot when you need
1: it. Mm -hmm. So then the inevitable question kind of comes up of, oh, if I upload everything there, what kind of, what protections, what what data security is in this process? How do you speak to that?
0: Two really important points. Thank you for, for bringing that up. Um, Number one is, um, is, this is completely secure, and, and OpenAI, Microsoft uh, cannot use this data for for training. Uh, they do not get access to the data that's uploaded by our, our users. It's in each user's uh, own uh, sort of you know data warehouse that that they do not get into. Uh, so that's critical, very secure. Microsoft's not training on it. Number two, we are not having the same sort of uh, Uh, hallucinations that you're getting if you go to GPT and sometimes it'll make things up Um, we don't have that in the same way because we are only giving you answers based on the information you uploaded so if the answer isn't there in effect it'll tell you that Uh, it's not I'm not saying it's 100% accurate right it's it's still computer it's still AI it's still the early days but you're not getting these made-up hallucinations that you would get on normal GPT uh, because again, it's only y- giving you answers on what you uploaded. Hmm.
1: interesting, interesting. So kind yeah, set expectations for uh, construction companies how, how should they how should they view kind of the the output and the implementation of AI technology? Is it gonna you know make them breakfast in the morning or, or is it you know kind of where where should they uh, set the bar?
0: <laughs> so where there's there's i would say the first two. Um, phases of AI are starting to, to take hold and they are starting to have real impacts on on uh, users' ability to be efficient. And I'm sure you've heard this saying, and I think it's, it's um, particularly relevant with these first two buckets I'll explain, is that AI won't necessarily replace the human, but the person using AI will. Mm. And the tools are becoming very powerful and very fast. And and I'll just mention our company, because that's what I know best. In this day and age, why should human estimators be spending 50 to 60% of their time coloring, identifying bathtubs or doors, right? Uh, it's not a good use of their time, right? They should be focused on the value engineering, on the scoping, on the bid leveling, like all the things that help a contractor or subcontractor really win more work and build a better job, build a better relationship and more trust with that owner. That's how you win more work. So let the computer do the takeoff, let the computer do that preliminary mundane takeoff process. So that is what I would call the AI optimization tools. Toggle falls into that first tier there where we are taking a task that's done by humans and now doing it faster and more accurately. There are companies out there doing this in scheduling, uh, using AI, doing this in in estimating, uh, tapping into publicly available pricing information. Uh, A company called DocuCrunch in legal, they are really sort of optimizing uh, around legal documents in construction, Um, project planning, project management, right? So taking what we all do as humans today and making it better with AI. That's kind of like that first tier of AI that's starting to take hold in our industry and, and, and basically every, you know, part of the sector. Part two is, you know, sort of closely related. There are the large language models, right? These are the GPTs, the BARDs, uh, the, these, these big language models uh, started off really just training on information on the internet. Now what you're starting to see is is training happening specific to industries, industry types, contract types. Uh, so those models are going to keep getting better and better for construction, for single family home construction, for single family home construction in the Northeast, right? Whatever, like it's going to keep getting more and more specific and better. Uh, so those are the first sort of two big buckets, I would say, that have really started to, to take uh, hold in the industry and seeing real impact. The The next couple are sort of in the out years, I have no idea how long it's going to take. But those are the ones that really start to change the industry in a big way. Uh, so one, one is called generative AI. Uh, you know, perhaps you know, you, you, I'm sure you've heard of this and mm. user uh, listeners have. Um, I believe in five, ten years from now, there's going to be three inputs when you're going to build a new job. What's your address? What's your budget? Right? and what's the style that you want. And with those three inputs, the computers will be drawing uh, construction documents that are up to code. They know the setback, they know the density, they know how high you can go, uh, they know your budget now. So with that, they can determine what the finishes are going to be. And with the style, you say it's Mediterranean, it's, it's British colonial, whatever it is, you then can sit back and watch the computer start to draw the most efficient Mediterranean 10story you know apartment building possible based on the computer's knowledge of the local building code and millions of other similar apartments that it has trained on to come up with the most efficient plan. Then the user can tweak it, they can do their modifications, but that first pass of that first drawing will be done, by computers and we're starting to see this already on on exterior on on elevations uh some basic floor plans the real breakthrough i believe will be with MEPs uh and structural which in some ways is more complicated in some ways it's easier because it's all based on math and ratios basically, right? Your you know, uh, amount of AC in every room, the tonnage is based on how big the room is and the insulation and the sun, right? Your, your, your plumbing, your runs, it's all math, your fire, your life safety. These are all ratios In the end of the day. Computers are really good at that, right? AI can process that information really, really well. It's not gonna happen overnight. There's gonna be a lot of training, but that changes the entire industry, right? Where developers, architects, engineers, contractors, subs all kind of blend into one now when you don't have all those segregations of duties when the the computer can do a lot of it. So again, that's way out, but that's a big change for the industry that's coming.
1: The Advancing Prefabrication Summit 2024 will unite over 1,200 of the brightest minds in prefab and modular construction this February for four days of exclusive case studies, knowledge sharing, and networking. Don't miss out on joining this event in Denver to take your industrialized construction to the next level in 2024 and beyond. There's content for all levels of experience and knowledge. So whether you have an established prefab program, or you're looking to find out about the latest innovations, or you're just starting out on your industrialized construction journey, you can't afford to miss out. For more information, just Google Advancing Prefabrication 2024 or visit the website at advancing-prefabrication.com. Finally, use the promo code PODCAST10 to receive a 10% discount just for being a listener. We will be recording live again this year from the show. See you there. Yeah, that's really interesting. So with, with all that change and kind of high tech what's the importance of of making AI accessible and really as user-friendly as as possible? How does Toggle really kind of approach this challenge?
0: So, you know, when we we first launched, um, and this was a learning experience for us, um, you know, I thought naively that users were just going to, hey, gosh, upload the plans, click this magic green button, get your takeoff, and you're done, you know, then you're off to the next steps. Users, and rightfully so wanna they want to check it. They, they maybe want to want to move a line, relabel something. They want to have their own sort of touch on it for maybe a different use case. So we were able to go back, basically, and redesign our our UI, US, our, our UX, our user experience, our, our workflow, and rethink the entire sort of takeoff process. And as you know, there's really. Uh, you know, the, the um, sort of competing products are decades old. They're, they're not web-based. They're, they're, they're sort of behind the firewall, downloaded softwares. They're very hard to make changes on. So for us, we're able to literally overnight make changes to the software, watch user behavior and improve it on the fly. So we are able to rethink the uploading of documents, the automatic labeling of documents, the filing of documents, the, the actual takeoff itself, the exporting of that information, we have a tool called collaboration, for example, which is like Google Sheets, but on a set of plans. So now within a company, you can share the document. So someone's sick, it doesn't matter. They just, you know, someone can log in and the boss can get access to to what they're doing. You can separate one person's doing doors, next person's doing windows. You can share and collaborate with all of your subcontractors and give them access to the this, this document in the cloud, right? So this whole experience is completely different now. and uh, I believe uh, sort of these subtle changes are gonna have a big impact on on the user experience and make the workflow a lot more efficient.
1: Yeah, interesting. What advice would you give to a construction professional who's really just kind of exploring, trying to start out using AI in their projects? What's kind of the, the low hanging fruit for them?
0: So look, I'd, I'd look through where your inefficiencies are. Um, think about what, what's given you a hard time Odds are there's a company out there already trying to solve it. Uh, There's either a startup or there's a mature company that's trying to solve your problem. Give it a shot. Almost every startup, including ours, is gonna give you a a free trial. They're gonna work with you. They're gonna have a customer success person because they're trying to learn too. So give them a call, like, don't be scared. (laughs) These tech companies wanna learn. Uh, And if you have a problem they're not solving, Um, reach out to a a VC fund, reach out to a tech entrepreneur you might know and give them the idea and start doing some research to see if it's doable. Uh, With AI, again, a lot of problems are gonna be solved. Um, I also believe, and I try to do this myself, just for our construction company, is spend an hour a week just researching new companies. Uh, And it might have nothing to do with construction, right? It might be like, I don't know, something to make my emailing more efficient or just some other workflow for voicemails, you know, like some other process but there's so many cool new technologies out there. Spend a couple minutes a week just learning about what's out there, doing demos, trying it, implementing it into your, uh, you know, into your different departments. I would also you know, suggest that, that people have their department leaders and their VPs do the same thing, right? They're gonna know some of those nuanced problems better than you perhaps. Uh, have every sort of tier of your company experiment, give them a budget, let them experiment for a few hundred bucks. You can pretty much try all these softwares, uh, well worth it, uh, in these early days to stay up on these new trends, uh, because it's compounding. If you don't start now, it's going to be harder in three or four or five years to learn this technology and get it implemented and change the mindset of, of your team. Uh, so, uh, you know, sooner the better, I think.
1: Yeah. I love that. Uh, the experimentation, I think, is is huge. There's so much change happening at, at such a rapid clip in, in tech, but uh, even more specifically in, in construction that I, I think you got to spend a, just a little bit of time every single week figuring out yeah. what, what what is changing and how do, do you need to adapt to that and try it out, see if it works. If it does, then awesome. If it doesn't, then yeah. you learn something and move yeah, forward. Exactly. <laughs> Fail fast. Yeah. Uh, what are some of the... the Big challenges and or opportunities that you see for AI uh, kind of moving forward over the next year or two.
0: So, you know, another one, um, I, I think that's interesting, is this what they call this sort of no code or multimodal AI, where uh, the AI is capable of interpreting um, all different formats of information, whether it's video, so, you know, I'm sure you know, we've all seen the, these new platforms that are putting video cameras on the job site, uh, monitoring uh, the, the workflow, the progress, the quality, combining that with a printed set of plans, with maybe a set of BIM documents, with your emails, correspondence, with your voicemails, right? With your conference uh, calls, the AI is going to be able to take all of that information and turn it into usable information. So all of a sudden, on a just pick a job because it's easier example. Again, I'm not saying this is like happening tomorrow. People are going to think I'm crazy, but that individually all the tech is there to, for example, determine when deliveries are happening on a job site, knowing what is actually being delivered, counting it exactly, making sure that matches the invoice that's there. How does that fit to the budget, to the schedule, right? That's sort of I say easy, but very doable. The, the cameras on job sites, the drones, not only looking at the safety aspect, but how many people are really working? How long are they really working? What's the quality of their work? Are people putting in place what you expect? How does that fit with your schedule and your budget? Right. Um, when should that next shipment happen? Are you a week ahead of schedule and you got to speed it up? Are you delayed? Um, connecting all these dots together is going to give a lot more transparency to the owners, the developers, the banks, the people financing these jobs. Uh, And I I believe going to lead to really a lot more efficiency. There is a lot of waste. There is a lot of downtime on most jobs. Uh, It's not always malicious or bad. It's, It's because there's a tremendous amount of information and a lot of moving parts and a lot of different pieces out there that have to come together in this harmony to build a job. And again, Mm. since every job is so different and so unique, it's hard to have it operate like a factory because it's different every time. With AI, though, when you can start to process all these different data points and use the learnings of jobs that go really well and apply that to the next new job, even though it's going to be unique, it's going to find ways to save time and save money because it's learning from the past. So. Those are the, going to be the real big breakthroughs are the efficiency, the money, the time savings that come from AI when it starts to learn enough about construction, take that historical knowledge and project it forward to future jobs.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I think that's super exciting potential on the, the learning side for sure. Uh, so as we start to kind of land the, the plane here, a couple of rapid fire questions for you. Uh, what is modeling the future? What does that mean and look like to you?
0: You said modeling the future,
1: modeling the future. Mm -hmm.
0: So to me, modeling the future is um, AI enabled uh, design, architecture, engineering uh, to optimize for the best possible buildings uh, built as safely as humanly possible with the best materials that are locally sourced, if possible, certainly as green as possible. Uh, that are taking into account wellness standards and air quality standards and providing the best living quality for whomever is going to live there or work there or, you know, hotel, whatever it might be, reside there. Uh, and taking all this information and, and, and really uh, doing it with the click of a button. Uh, that, to me, is modeling the future.
1: Yeah. Nice. What does innovation mean to you?
0: Uh, continuing to improve.
1: I like it. Uh how do people find out more information about Toggle or connect with you?
0: Yeah, uh, our website's toggle.ai, Togal.ai, T-O-G-A-L.ai. Email me, P-E-M at Togal.ai. Uh, I'd love to answer any questions, give a demo, whatever we can, or just talk AI. I, I have fun with it.
1: Awesome. And last question for you. If I could give you all power and you could snap your fingers and innovate one thing in construction, what would you pick to innovate?
0: Ooh, good one, Todd. Um, I'd say would be that that ability to design with some very basic inputs and getting automatic designs that are up to speed, up to code, up to spec that can actually be built and stand up because they're structurally correct, etc. I think if any magic wand and you could do that, uh, man, you could empower a lot of communities to build um, some great product, help our housing crisis, improve the quality of living for a lot of people.
1: Yeah, that's a huge game changer for sure. I like it. Well, Patrick, thanks so much for taking the time and chatting AI with us. This was great. I really enjoyed the conversation.
0: Yeah. Hope to stay in touch. Thanks, Todd.
1: And now it's time for my Todd takes from this episode. First take. AI won't replace humans, but humans using AI will replace those who don't. Embrace AI tools without fear. Start small. Have fun experimenting and get comfortable with these new technologies. Second take, like Patrick said, construction technology companies are eager to hear your ideas. They value your feedback and are open to collaboration. So speak up, share your opinions on their tools and suggest your ideal workflows. And final take, dedicate time each week to research and explore emerging trends and potential tech solutions. Test the ones that intrigue you. Remember, innovation stems from small, consistent steps. Go out there and experiment. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you are interested in learning more, you can visit our sponsor, Applied Software, Great Group at asti.com for more information. You can listen to this podcast anytime by simply going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out our website, Bridging the Gap Pod, Com. As always, I'm Todd Wyant, thanking you for joining the conversation to model the future on the Bridging the Gap podcast. Keep innovating. Bridging the Gap is hosted, directed, and produced by Todd Wyant. Edited and produced by Eric Daniel. Bridging the Gap is an Applied Software, Great Tech Group production. Copyright Applied Software, Great Tech Group 2024.